Hi everyone, I'm Michael Bisping, and you're listening to the Mirror TKO Podcast. Former lightweight and welterweight champion BJ Penn battles the unstoppable, relentless John Fitch. Also, coming off three straight wins, including two knockout victories, Jorge Rivera will look to solidify his top contender status as he faces explosive powerhouse Michael Bisping. And vicious submission master George Sideropoulos looks to move one step closer to the title. But first, he must defeat the most dangerous kickboxer in the division, Dennis Seaver. The Ultimate Fighting Championship presents UFC 127, live Saturday, February 26th, only on ESPN. Right, this is the Mirror TKO podcast with me, Simon Head, and Dan Ferdinand. Hello. And joining us uh, is Michael Bisbing, preparing for Jorge Rivera, UFC 127. Yep. First question, it was the first thing that le- leapt into my mind when I heard about the fight. What was your reaction when you were paired with Jorge Rivera? Because I was expecting you to be paired up with someone like Nate Marquardt or Damian Meyer, because uh, you're right up there with a, with a shot of the title. Yeah, yeah well, th- well, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I wasn't overly thrilled. To be honest, you know, in my mind, uh, I, I wanted someone, uh, you know, more, a more high-profile fighter, you know, that, that that was that would have possibly guaranteed a title shot. Had I won that fight, I called the well, I told my manager, and I, and I said I, I actually asked for Nate Marquard. I said, yeah. I said, what about Nate Marquard? I said he's just come off a fight, you know, he lost the fight, but still he's he's a big name, you mm. know, and these are the types of fights I want. The UFC. Uh, for one, well, not for one reason or, or the other. The reason being, he's lost his last two in a row. They, they, they didn't want to make the fight. They said, "Oh, Rivera, all right, he hasn't got the, the star name that um, uh, Marquardt has, but he's won his last two in in, in, in a tr- on, on the trot. He's uh, he's done. He's, he's won them well. You know, he's stopped them all. He, he's looking good. We think it'd be a great fight, an exciting fight, yeah. um, which I'm sure it will be, uh, and it'd be a great core main event for Sydney. So, you know, I mean, uh, ultimately, I can put my opinions forward, but I'll never yeah. turn the fight down and. You know, they're in the business of making the fights. I'm just a fighter, and you know, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Um, it, it, it is possibly a dangerous fight in some respects because it's, it's a lose-lose situation. You know, if I go yeah. out there and, you know, um, God forbid, he, he beats me, people say, "Oh, we've got to beat off this guy who's, uh, you know, I mean, he's not exactly a household name, so to speak." Yeah. And if I win, you know, a lot of critics are going to say, "Oh, well, so what? He should have beat him." Yeah. Um, but it, but on the flip side of that, I'm a fighter. I'm a professional fighter. This is what I do. You know, um, I want to keep fighting, keep uh, relevant. You know, and I, I don't want to sit on the sidelines and wait for, you know, one 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 of the because um, apparently one of the problems was that all the other big names, so to speak, they've all yeah. got fights, they've all got commitments. Right. You know, so I want to keep fighting, keep relevant, and uh, Jorge Rivera is the man. Have, have the UFC mentioned anything in terms of have they said like you know you're doing us a favour by taking this fight at this time or are there certain promises they've made down the line for I mean Anderson Silva has apparently come out and said he'd love to fight you in London as yeah. an example yeah. he's obviously got business to deal with sure. at 126 yeah is that something that's been discussed with the UFC guys it isn't in, no in to be honest I mean I mean, f- for me I, I'm I'm assuming I, I'm I'm pretty low maintenance for the UFC you know I'm, I'm not always on the phone I'm not complaining mm. I'm not doing this and that I just I, I keep my nose clean I, I, I keep a low profile and then when it's time to fight I, you know I do a few interviews and I fight you know so and I just pretty much do, not do what I'm told but I just fight who they say to fight and that's that so um, they, they, you know there's been no talk of you doing us a favour or anything like mm. that far from it um, all I can do is keep, keep winning my fights and keep hoping to get a title shot if I, if I beat Jorge Rivera um which I plan on doing, and I think I will. Uh, I think, um, well, Anderson's fighting Vitor yeah. in a couple of weeks. Uh, after that, 
he's got a number one contender fight, Yushin Okami. He's earned that right. Yeah. So he's probably going to fight him in the, well, whoever the champ is, he's going to fight him in the summer. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have another fight anyway. Okay. Uh, which I don't believe a, a win over Jorge would um, earn me a title shot anyway. Right. I don't mean that in a dis disrespectful way to yeah. Jorge. That I think that's just the facts. Um, so I'd probably fight again in the summer. Hopefully against you know a, you know top three or four opponents. Someone like a Marquardt. Yeah, who may be coming off a win by so, then. So, yeah. Someone like that up there, and then fingers crossed to get through that. I think that'd line up a, a, a title fight towards the end of the year. Is this a really a, a very much a mental fight? Because as you say, he's um, not a household name. So you've got to make sure you're mentally prepared to go in and do your job and get out of there with a victory. Absolutely. Take him too lightly or yeah, <coughs> underprepared. No, well, well I, I never underestimate anybody. And but, but for me, this is this, this for me. I want to continue. You know, all right. I, I took a bad loss to uh, Dan Anderson. I got knocked out. After that, I came back. Had a good win against Dan and uh, sort of Dennis Kang. Yeah. Um, lost a close one to Vanderlei. A good win against Miller. Good win against Akiyama. Um, you know, I just want to keep building up my on that momentum. I want to go out there, put on another good stellar performance, get the stoppage, get a good win. And, and just keep improving and, and keep getting people talking about me, generating the hype. And, you know, when I get a title shot, I want to deserve it. You know, I, I want to earn that right. I don't just want to be giving it because, um, you know, a few pieces of the puzzle fell into place, so to speak. You know, I, I want to earn it. And, and that's what this fight's about, you know, fighting the best challenger around at the time and, and, um, and uh, you know, getting one step closer to a title shot. And, you know, growing in confidence, you know, I, I mean, I think I've grown in confidence uh, physically and mentally as a fighter, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, now's my time this year, 2011, hopefully. Do you look back at your previous fights? For example, um, your fight with Charles McCarthy was on uh, Fiverr. Uh, yeah. When was it? Tuesday night it was on. And I yeah. taped it, and I watched it last night, and the difference between you then and you now is, is quite stark. I mean, the performance was good. Yeah, and you know you stopped him very well with most mostly with uh, Muay Thai and knees. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know you you seem a lot stronger at the weight now than you were then. I think that was your first fight in middle. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't know that was. On. I saw on Twitter a lot of people yeah. saying, oh, "I just watched your fight, etc." So that was good. But uh, yeah, I've definitely grown as a fighter, um, and you know. I'm definitely stronger now. I mean, I'm bigger, stronger. I'm a heavier middleweight than I was then because yeah. that was my first fight coming down from like heavyweight, and I never used to cut weight at all. Mm. After the Dan Anderson fight, I went into that fight way too skinny. I'd get right down to the weight. You know, people cut weight now. Yeah. I, you know, I get down to 200 pounds and I cut down to 185. So I'm I'm regularly doing a 15 pound weight cut. So I'm going yeah. in there. I'm a decent sized middleweight now, as opposed to going in there like a skinny bastard, which is what <laughs> I was doing for a bit. You know, I was yeah. way too skinny. You know, I, I was I was fit and light. But ultimately, if you're too skinny and too weak, you know, you're going to come a cropper, which I did eventually, thanks. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's all experience. It's a learning curve, you know I mean? You know, you do well in England on the small shows, you get in the UFC, you know, it's a different ball game, you know, and, and I, I've done well. I'm 10-3, and three, you know, which is a good record, but, you know, I've had to learn some valuable lessons along the way. Yeah, and in terms of, um, you, you mentioned the, uh, some of the small shows there from, yeah. from the UK. And you've obviously worked your way up through through the domestic scene. Do you keep a, an eye on what's happening? In I do try to, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of mixed martial arts. Obviously, I train at the Wolf Side. There's lots of guys. I mean, we're lucky. We've got a good few guys in the yeah. UFC at the Wolf Side. But we've got lots of guys that fight on smaller shows, grassroots levels and yeah. things like that. Um, my son goes to a gym uh, near where I live and they have, you know, guys fighting on smaller shows. Um, in between fights, I'm, I'm pretty much just dedicating myself to my family and my kids yeah. and stuff like that. But... 
I definitely try to, and I go and uh, do the corners for some of the lads. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, I try and keep my finger on the tabs on the, on what's going on in the MMA world. Yeah, cool. Um, your last performance, obviously, was at the O2 against Akiyama. Yep. Uh, one fight of the night. Incredible atmosphere. I was cage side for that. It was. I was saying, like, I come from a football background. I'm a, I'm a football yep. football nut, and I've been to lots of massive matches. I went to the World Cup, watching England play in the quarterfinals of the World Cup in Germany. Nothing matched the atmosphere that was in the O2 that night. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I came home yeah. and I said, that was the best atmosphere I've ever been to in a sporting event. It Should have been cool. in the MEN. Was, 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 was it even better? Was it even bigger? Well, I don't know. London was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. They're all good. I'm not going to... But yeah, Manchester it, above London. <laughs> no, it was you bring me next time I'm down there. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big night for, for British uh, MMA. Obviously, we had three Brits on the card. Um, yeah. Last time we spoke was in the lead-up to that. We spoke to yourself, mm-hmm. John Hathaway, Dan Hardy. Sure. Unfortunately for the other two lads, the fights didn't go their way. Yeah. And, and Dan, obviously, his was quite a spectacular loss in, in, sure. in, in a way it went. Were you aware that all this was happening while, while you were preparing for the fight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in, in, uh, in your locker room, you have a TV on in there yeah. and it shows all the fights, so, which is good. You get to keep in a, um, you get to see the fights, how they're going down. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, we're interested, you know, I mean, leading up to a fight, you know who else is on the card and you're quite interested. And sometimes there's other fights in your weight class so you want to see them and this and that and also yeah. it gives you a feel of the crowd and the night and how, what, what to expect so mm. you, you definitely watch it and also you know you like you like to keep a good eye on it because you know how quickly it's getting to your fight yeah do you know what i mean yeah, so, so you, you, you yeah yeah you know okay there's you know two or three more fights got to start really you know intensifying the warm-up etc mm. things like that um so yeah so i'm watching it and you know a couple of lads weren't doing so well and then John took quite a bad loss, you know, he got dominated, unfortunately, and then obviously Dan, you know, Dan got knocked out, and, you know, I was like, oh, damn, you know, I mean, this is what, what we wanted, we wanted England to go out there and have a clean sweep, and it was a bit of a shame, so, um... Did you feel under more pressure? Did, yeah, did, did well, you think, I better go I say, you know, there, there's a few different things going through your mind, number one, you know, you, you've just seen that happen, you know, you don't want that to happen to you, you know, uh, you don't want everyone out there going home deflated because all the, yeah. all the English lads have been beat you don't want England as a spot as a nation you know because the, the whole world's watching the yeah. UFC it's like 250 countries something like that you don't want everyone thinking oh, they, they can't fight in England you know so it's, it does it adds a lot of pressure ultimately I want to go out there for my, for my own reasons and my family and yeah. things like that you know I'm not going to lie but those things do come in, in into play as well so yeah, all in all there was a bit of extra pressure but I tend to find you know under pressure I do I do perform better and the actual fight itself with Akiyama, I mean, it was a fantastic fight. Um, bruising, bruising encounter, especially for yeah, yeah. Uh, Akiyama's nuts at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was unreal. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was quite funny where just before he started again, the crowd were sort of getting on his back a little bit, and he, yeah. was, he was almost apologising to the crowd. Well, it's one of those things, it happens in MMA a lot, doesn't it, getting caught well, in the Well, I just the, want uh, to touch upon that. The fact of the matter is... <laughs> okay. he, <laughs> he was about yeah 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 <laughs> I, I like what you did there fact of the matter is he was about to be knocked out he was starting to stumble and wobble across that yeah. floor he looked like he'd had 10 pints of guinness okay i did kick him in the nuts because yeah. i felt it on my on, on his groin guard on my shin bone so i'm yeah. not going to deny that but yeah. we have groin guards on and the big metal structures around your nuts okay right. it doesn't hurt it might a tiny little bit, but you don't need to lie on okay. the floor for five minutes. It was okay? a very long time. Yeah, he was taking the piss. He, <laughs> he, he, he was, he was, he was doing what he needed to do to recover. My my boxing coach was going mental. He was going to throw a bloody pillow on a duvet. In. <laughs> you know, he was having. A, he took a nap halfway through it. Um, 
So, you know, he was playing the game. You, def- don't, you, don't, you don't with it quite well. You so know. I'm not sympathetic there. You know, I was apologetic. you got yeah. to play the game. Yeah. But I knew I thought you sneaky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you, came, you came quite close to stopping him after that as well. Mm. I mean, it was... Uh, that last round was, was, oh, he was mad, he's, wasn't it? He's, he's tough as old boots, you know, mm. he really is. He's got a granite chin, a warrior spirit, you know, never say die attitude, mm. you know, he has my respect. I mean, I'm only playing around there. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for the guy, um, but he did take a nap. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the guy, and yeah, yeah, it was a great fight, I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed that fight, it, it was fun to be involved it was in. A, it was probably more fun for me night. than him by the end Possibly, of it, but yeah. Still, but still, it was good. There was a nice mutual respect between us, you could feel it. Good, and uh, obviously you've got Rivera next. Tell us what we can expect from Jorge Rivera. Well, I think primarily he's, 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 um, he's a Thai fighter, his style, he comes from a Thai boxing background. Yeah. Um, been around the UFC for a long time, 13 fights in the UFC, so, you know, 30 fights in the UFC, I, I think that speaks volumes about a fighter. Um, he's fought Anderson Silva, did pretty well against Anderson Silva until he got knocked out, you know, but he was doing well up until yeah. that point. Rich Franklin gave Rich Franklin a good fight, lost by armbar. Took a couple of bad knockouts, but came back strong. He had some personal troubles uh, surrounding his daughter. He, he, he lost his daughter, which is very sad. And uh, but now he's, he's come back and he's looking strong. He's looking like a beast, you know. And he's, yeah. his last three wins, he's looked very good. So I'm expecting a tough opponent. Um, I think I think personally, you know, I, I think I'm more, I'm too well rounded for him. I think I think I'm I'm better than him on the feet. And if I start struggling on the feet, I think I have options. I can take him down yeah. and use jiu-jitsu and use ground and pound. And I don't think there are options he's got. On top of that, I think I'm a better athlete. He tends to start gassing out halfway through the second round. And to be honest, halfway through the second round, that I'm, I'm, I seem to be getting stronger and yeah. my pace increases. Um, so, you know, as I said, I mean, you know, he does seem to have power in his hands. But, you know, everyone does with four-ounce gloves on. You know, you take anyone with four-ounce yeah. gloves and you take a shot on the chin, you're going down, you know, in the, yeah. in the sweet spot. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens on the night. But I'm I'm confident. I'm going out. He, I think he's underestimating me. I think his camp's underestimating me. I think he thinks he's just going to come out there and walk straight through me. Everyone always thinks that. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to proving him wrong and knocking him out and onwards and upwards. Right. So you're fighting in uh, in Sydney. Yep. One of the things about you, which I'm sure you're you're very aware, over here you're a star. You're very popular in in, in the UK. Less so in America, it seems. Yes. The response you get, perhaps they don't get the sense of humour, or I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Explain that to me, and tell me what you think the reception is going to be in Australia, because they kind of get our sense of humour more, but we mm. have just taken the ashes off them. Yeah, So absolutely. are you going to be dropping well, that into press conferences? Well, last year, I was hoping for a cheer, and I said, oh, come on, you know, you always yeah. want to get cheered rather yeah. than booed. Ultimately, I'm not that bothered. As long <laughs> as they get cheered in England, you know, yeah. if you start getting booed in England... You're doing something wrong. It's time to take a good long look in the mirror <laughs> and figure yourself out. Uh, in America, started off actually, they, they, they were supportive of me. Then I did the well, I, I made a couple of stupid comments about my ammo, you know, but we didn't yeah. like each other, whatever, you know, whatever, bad blood, you know, you say stupid things. Then I went on the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. and it should have been Team Bisping team versus Team Henderson, like it always is, yeah. but they made it Team UK versus Team USA, you know, and Americans rightly so are very patriotic and you know they kind of thought I was anti-US you know yeah. and obviously I'm just trying to get my team to win 
you know, I wanted Which my team to well, win. you did pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it was a clean sweep, pretty yeah. much, you know. So I wanted my team to win, and, and, and you know, I said a few things, I wound them up, I talked a bit of shit, mm. whatever, but, uh, you know, if you can't handle it, go watch something else. Yeah. And and then after that, that was it, I'm Satan in America, <laughs> I'm anti-USA, and yeah. um, this and that, and, you know, yeah, so they're not too kind to me out there. But saying that, that's on the internet and stuff, and, and, yeah. and at the fights, I think they boo, and it's a bit of pantomime. Yeah. Um, when I meet people out in the States, they're fantastic. You know, people always so come on one over. to one. Yeah, on a one yeah. to one, they come over. Oh, basically, well, you're awesome, bro. No, this. I'm pretty confident because you could knock them out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, <laughs> when I turn around the corner, I'm like, oh, he's an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're always. I'll, I'll be honest. I've never had a bad experience in America. They're yeah. always very friendly. You know, I have a lot of friends there. I spend a bit of time out there, so it's cool. Um, I was in Australia last year. They booed. Probably going to be the same this year. I mean, I'm with an Australian. My kids have got dual nationality. Three children with UK and Australian passports, you know. Yeah. So I thought that might have swung in my favour a little bit, but uh, that wasn't the case. And uh, as we just took the ashes again. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we're sporting rivals, you know. Yeah. There's a bit of history there, so who knows. You're either wearing the... Uh so the good guys hat or the bad guys hat almost depending That's on what right. country you're fighting yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Josh Koscheck loves it. He seems to revel in it and in, in an interview I saw him, I think part of it is an act. I don't know how much of it is an act because I've never met the guy or spoken to him. Yeah. Um, but the impression I get is that some of it is is him sort of playing on it and well, really I th- building I, I, it up. Yeah, I th- is that something, is, is, is that something that you can almost turn to your advantage in yeah. America by almost like in professional wrestling you need to have a good guy you need no, to have of course. a bad guy you well, can... well, I, well, well I've embraced it now mm. absolutely you know and I said this about I mean it's not the classiest thing to do in the world but when I got on the scales last year in Australia and they all booed me there's over yeah. a thousand people there I just stood on the scales and just <laughs> give them all the, the middle finger yeah. you know with both hands and uh, mouth something else to which they just went even more crazy yeah. and, and it's you know well what am I going to do? I'm not going to walk out there and beg them to cheer me yeah. and cry myself to sleep over it at night. You know, so if they want, you want to boo me, I'll give you something to boo. Yeah, so you know, and that's great. Because next time I fight there, they go, "Oh, let's yeah. go see him get knocked out again." Yeah, you know, and yeah, I'd rather have people cheer or boo. You know, the day I walk out and a bit of a polite clap, oh, this guy, you know, the tumbleweed rolls yeah. across the bloody arena. Then, then you know, then then you start worrying. Uh, as long as I get a reaction. I mean, that's great, and I put on exciting fights, and, and people enjoy my fights for the right or wrong reasons. Then, then, then I'm happy. And as as we touched on earlier, we've got um, Anderson Silva against Vitor Belfort uh, next weekend. Mm-hmm. How do you see that one? I see Anderson winning, the, the, retaining his belt. Yeah. yeah. Vitor is not. Has he even fought at 185 yet? Yeah, I'm not sure if he's fought at 185. So he's, that, that's one thing he's got to do. Um, He's looked very, very explosive in his last few fights. Obviously, had some great knockouts. Knocked out Rich Franklin, mm. you know, in next to no time. So, you know, that's not easy to do. So, uh, he's definitely posed some threats. Poses some threats. But I, I, I just think Anderson, you know, I mean, time and time again, he's proved he's too much. Um, obviously, he's not Superman, and he's going to get beat at some point, you mm. know. And maybe this is the one. But uh, you know, my my coach Mario does have a bit of inside knowledge that. When they both trained together at Brazilian top team, Anderson would wipe the floor with him in every way, shape, and form, right. whether it was sparring, wrestling, jiu jitsu, anything. And they trained there together for quite some time, and every single time Anderson had just had his way with him. And I think if that is the case, I don't know, that, that's second hand information I've been yeah. told, but if that is the case, that's going to mess with you mentally. You know, when going in there knowing that this guy has the upper hand. Yeah. You know, so who knows? Who knows? But I'd put my money. Either early, early first round veto. Yeah. But if it goes past that, Anderson Silver all the way. 
So you think that if you get through your next two fights, he'll be he'll he'll, he'll still be Put the one with gold. I want Anderson to win. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> because if I fight Anderson Silva, I want it to be for the belt. I don't want to fight Anderson in a number one contender matchup. No, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And you think is is that something? That and not just think... that, Anderson Silva. He's you know he's got the legacy now. Yeah. He's, he's an amazing fighter. He's fantastic. And I'd hope one day to get the right to fight him. You know, and if there's anyone you want to take the belt off and become a champ at middleweight, it's got to be Anderson Silva. Yeah. You know, I don't want yeah. someone else to beat Anderson and then, you know, I mean, I'm talking hypothetically. Yeah. I don't want someone else to beat Anderson and me beat them. You know, they're the ones that took the belt off Anderson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. the ones that will be remembered. You know, and I, I'd love to be that guy. And hopefully one day we'll keep training, got a good team around me, keep my nose down and yeah. keep sensible. And then hopefully one day it might happen. Could Might not. not. Is that something I mean? that that's what I'm see, working towards? Could you see that happening back end of this year, early next year, if, if things progressed? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think hopefully I'll get through Jorge Rivera, and then one in the summer, yeah. you know, towards the end of the year, early next year, it could happen. You know, I mean, I've definitely matured a lot, as I said before, mentally and physically. My game's come on, and, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's time to do it time to do it you know it's uh, now or never well maybe not never <laughs> I was going to say that a minute ago so I stumbled yeah. you know if, if I don't do it I definitely want another shot I know people go you said it was now or never yeah. <laughs> so it's never Michael if it's not now then maybe it'll be next year but yeah. uh, no I'm coming for the belt definitely slightly changing tack a little bit yeah um, when you walk out, you walk out to Blur. That's the song you... Which I keep meaning to change it. What are you going to change it to? I have no idea. Have you not got... I, I think all the time, many different options, and then when it comes near the time... And they ask you. And it's like, oh, just sorry, just, just, just Yeah, because I've got more important things in my mind than my bloody music, you, yeah. you know. So it doesn't really mean a lot to you what you walk out to somebody. It does, it does. I mean, I enjoy Blur, and everyone and everyone responds to it and, and uh, relates to it, you know. And like, like in, in uh, Manchester, I was going to change it when I fought Dennis Kang. And Dana White didn't want me to. He said, "Oh, it's all part of the Michael Bisping experience." And it is good when you walk out and the crowd know it, and they all, you know, they all sing "Woohoo" in the middle. You know, they all do that yeah. bit. The old crowd does it, and it's good. Yeah. And they all do that. So I do like it. And when it comes on the radio, I hear it somewhere. You know, it, you know, it reminds me of my fights and stuff. So, yeah. but but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm a music lover. You know, I do a lot of DJing and stuff. I love music. So there's a lot of good music out there that I'd like to yeah. walk out to. You know, but I don't know. It's kind of become synonymous with me in some yeah. ways. So maybe I'll stick with it. Maybe I won't. Okay. So what do you listen to when you're sort of getting ready for a fight? What do you have on in the dressing room? Um, well, to be honest, we have nothing on in there. Really? We can't because the TVs are on, and then the, there's lots of cameras in there. The filming and stuff. So if you okay. have music on, it kind of interferes with the filming and stuff. So right. unfortunately, so but we do listen to iPods and stuff. So you know, I'll have um, anything from you know, if we're coming up to a fight, it'll probably be some hip-hop music or some dance music yeah yeah w one or the other what yeah. about um if you're just chilling out just chilling out oh it could be anything it could be anything from as far away as some 60s music to yeah. bloody uh bloody softly love songs to anything I, I i like a very wide range of music but mainly hip-hop r&b dance yeah. music stuff like that yeah cool what's the most embarrassing records you bought Oh Jesus! There's been a lot of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If you looked on my iPod, there's some crap on there. But um, I don't know. I don't know. There was one. Someone say, "Can you believe Michael Bisping bought this?" I don't know. See, because I've DJ for years. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. I'll have to come back to that one. <laughs> I know that I've got a problem embarrassing myself, but just nothing springing to mind. Okay, nothing, cool. nothing worth mentioning. <laughs> Australia, long flight. 
big time difference. Mm-hmm. How's, how do you feel that's, I know you've done it before, but how do you feel that's going to affect you, if at all? I actually think it's going to be good for me. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I train here all the time, but, you know, it's freezing cold in the morning. I'm looking forward to getting out there. You know, uh, I'm going out there two weeks tomorrow. So I'll be out there two weeks before. Uh, well, yeah, that's right, two weeks, two and a half weeks. A um, few days to acclimatise. My last week of training, last hard week of training, and then a week of recovery and um, making weight and stuff. And it's actually really good for making weight out there. You know, the, the weight it'll help the weight come off a little bit. It's a, quite a humid um, climate, so um, you know, sweating those last few pounds of stuff out here. I found last year was very very easy. The, uh, for example, I did 15 pounds, and it, it was the easiest weight cut I've ever done. I did the exact same way in Vegas in my next fight but that's a dry heat mm-hmm. and I almost would have killed myself doing it because I thought it'd come off the exact same way but obviously both hot countries but one's dry and one's humid yeah. so um, yeah I'm looking forward to it I mean we made some good friends out there last time um, the Tahuna gym and the, all the guys there they were very accommodating and they're very helpful so we've kind of got it all boxed off we've got a great place to train we've got some great training partners there's myself plus uh, two other guys from my gym fighting on the card so there's you know there's going to be about 15 of us all going out there. So there's a full-on camp, and it's going to be good times. With the um, with the weather as it has been in the end of the year and beginning of this year being cold, yeah. Would you never do a, a warm weather training in a build-up? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's not something I'm against, but at the same time, a hundred, you know, I don't really have to do it. I mean, it's just so expensive, you know. To mm. you know, for example, like you could go up to California Big Bear and do a, a camp up there. But then you've got to fly your boxing coach, your Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, your wrestling coach, your manager, probably five or six training partners. They all need compensating for all the other lessons and work they might have. They all need flights. You need accommodation for them all. You know, you need all that type of stuff. Uh, plus, it's time away from the kids, you know, and all the rest of it. I mean, I, I, I devote myself 100% to my fights. Um, but obviously at weekends and stuff, you know, and when you come in at night, you know, mm. you, you get to go and see your kids in bed, tuck them in and all that. Mm. You know, it's still nice to do those things, you know what I mean, and see them at the weekend. So, you know, it's not that I'm against it. I mean, I've been out before and done five-week camps in Vegas and this and that. So, yeah, if I need to, I would. But as of right now, it's, it's not essential. Could you ever see yourself basing yourself in Vegas or somewhere out there? Yeah. Um, and moving the family out there? Yeah, well, well, well... It, um, my girlfriend's Australian. She's constantly putting pressure on me to to go out to Australia. I mean, she she doesn't hate England, but mm. she came over here with her family, and they've all gone back. And obviously, right. she's with me, so she's here on her own, and uh, so so that gets her down. But um, I thought I thought about getting a place in Vegas for a while, but I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I love England. I'm proud to be English, and I'm proud to have stayed to my roots. You know, and prove that we can compete on the world scene without having to up sticks and move. To uh, California or whatever, and train, and uh, you know, I mean, yeah, what was <laughs> kind of lost track of what I was saying then. <laughs> Moving out there. Yeah, so no, but yeah, I mean, I've thought about it before. That. You know, I, I've mm. thought about it, I've talked about it, and this mm. and that. But I'm still here. All yeah. these years later, I'm still here doing what I love. I mean, I love where I live. You know, I mean, I, I get to travel. You know, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I get to travel. Yeah. The, you know, go to see some beautiful places in the world. And I get to visit them, but I like coming home to where I live, tiny small town, yeah. same friends and family that I've known all my life. No one gives a shit about what I do; couldn't mm. care less, and that's nice. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Slightly controversial question, possibly, as well as being famous for being Michael Bisbee, being UFC fighter, you're also quite famous for the fact that you fight out of the wolf's lair. Yeah. Have you ever thought that there might be more, more to learn 
by swapping camps around. I know people like GSP have, have changed training partners or training camps yeah. for different fights because they need to focus on specific things. Sure. Is that something that's ever crossed your mind? I mean, obviously you're, you know, you're, as you say, you're, you know, you're true to your roots and all the rest of it, and that's your mm. that's your local MMA sure, team, sure. and you've, you've helped build that up, I suppose. Yeah, so. yeah no, 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 I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, see, the thing is, uh, the Wolves know, it's not an open-door policy, but if yeah. we need something bringing in, We'll bring it in, yeah. you know, and, and Anthony and Lee, they'll, they'll figure it out and they'll bring them in. Yeah. Like, for example, at the moment, we've got a few new guys from Brazil who were living in the gym, you know, a lot of black belts. Um, there's about five BJJ black belts from Brazil mm. on the mat on a daily basis, you know, mm. and you can go to Brazil and, uh, and and get that, or you can just nip down the M6 for 20 minutes and get that at the Wolf's Lair. Yeah. If we need tie boxes or whatever, they'll bring them in. If we need wrestling coaches... You know, we'll bring them in between yeah. the contacts I've made, between the contacts that Lee and Anthony were on the gym, between they have, mm. between the contacts of Czech Congo, Rampage, and all the rest of it. It's, it's you know, and Mario, who's the head coach, you know, he's he's you've got a lot of contacts in Brazil. Between us all, we can pretty much cover all the bases. I mean, Mario's a fantastic coach, and we have great Mark Kinney, all the coaches there do a fantastic job and if there's anything else you know, we, they do recognise they're not, the heads aren't up their own arses you mm. know what I mean, they do recognise that you know like this guy, you know we need to bring in a specialist or whatever yeah. and we'll do that we'll, we'll finish up, what's the next 12 months hold for Michael Bisbing how do you see the next 12 months panning out let's say we sit down again this sort of time yeah. next year where are you going to be, what will have happened in the, in, in, in the last 12 months do you think in a perfect world, this time in 12 months time I'll have beaten Jorge Rivera, I'll have beaten a contender in the summer, and I'll put either just one or just getting ready to fight for the title in the new year. Um, sorry, yeah, 12 months, yeah, yeah. so about about now. Yeah, um, yeah pr pretty much, you know, two or three fights, you know what I mean? I've got one in a few weeks, I've got one in the summer, and one coming towards the end of the year or early new year. So, um, so yeah, you know, potentially... A title next year. Some people are going to laugh at that and scoff at that, and I know some of your MMA purists. You know, they think I'm never going to get it and all the rest of it. Um, you know, but I'll enjoy proving them wrong. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Former lightweight and welterweight champion DJ Penn battles the unstoppable, relentless John Fitch. Also, coming off three straight wins, including two knockout victories, Jorge Rivera will look to solidify his top contender status as he faces explosive powerhouse Michael Bisping. And vicious submission master George Sideropoulos looks to move one step closer to the title. But first, he must defeat the most dangerous kickboxer in the division, Dennis Seaver. The Ultimate Fighting Championship presents...